Well, today's gospel story is kind of a carry-on from a couple of weeks ago with the calling of Matthew as the tax collector. And remember, the Pharisees have called Jesus out for eating with sinners. Whereas John the Baptist was very interested in making sure that the people that he ministered to followed the rules. He was a repent. He didn't seem like a very fun guy to hang around with, is my opinion. Whereas Jesus was the man that everyone wanted to be with because he was fun. Who doesn't enjoy a good meal and a glass of wine? I can see some chuckling. Who would you rather be with, a John the Baptist that sits in the corner and mutters, or a, someone who says, come on, come on, join the party? So that's what I think the, the problem is. They can't decide, they being the Pharisees, can't decide who they would rather follow. And we know that this is so true in human life. How many people have heard, if only when so-and-so was here, or if I only worked with Mrs. X, my life would be so much better. And we even hear it earlier in the Old Testament with the Israelites when they're mad at Moses for trekking them through the desert. Oh, oh, how I wish we were back in Egypt under captivity. Oh, what we would have eaten and had to drink. And now we don't have anything, we have manna every day. Let's face it, the human condition is just not to be happy. There's always grass that's greener. There's always someone who's richer or thinner. And there's always the human flaw that we seem to project into the world. But Jesus is telling people not to be concerned with those things. Take my yoke upon you because my life, my way of living is gentle and humble and you will find rest for your souls because my burden is light. Jesus' burden was, I don't have to think about anyone else but pleasing my Father. And my Father loves me and I know that. We say that to our children all the time. I will love you no matter what you do. I remember Andrew coming to me crying one time. He thought I might stop loving him one day. I said, Andrew, even murderers, their mothers love them. So stop worrying about it, please. You're driving me nuts. <laughs> he still drives me nuts at 33. So if we go back to the story about never being happy and thinking about how can we be happy, you can read and find hundreds of books on the pursuit of happiness. And I was looking around online last week and I came across some articles by Krista Tippett. You may know her, she has a podcast on being, it used to be on NPR. And she was talking about a generative narrative. 
And a genitor, genitive narrative, if you're not familiar with the term, I certainly was not, is that there's a lot of chaos in the world. We know that. We live it. <clears throat> we see it on the news every night. We hear it. But in the midst of that chaos, there is ultimately good. And it is up to us to not only find the good, but to nurture it and to help it to grow. I thought a lot about that definition and that idea of a generative narrative in light of today's gospel story. It's easy, like I said, to focus only on the bad. And when we do that, we can't make room for the good in our hearts or in our lives. She went on to say, how do we overcome the human condition, which is something that philosopher Hannah Arendt coined, the human condition, and that is always to be powerful, be in charge, and I think in a lot of ways to always be looking for the little negatives in life. And I'm not talking about being a Pollyanna where we only ever see the good no matter when there's evil. It's a balance. We have to see both. Because if we only see one or the other, we can't make change. And the changes that Tippett discusses in her article are things that are so simple, yet we find so difficult. For instance, to be with people who think like you, who have a good attitude about life, who want to give back to society, who care about others, who are humble, who are willing to do the work, to take upon the yoke of society, but wear it lightly. Perhaps you know of people who want to change the world. We all do in our own way, but they also make it so difficult for themselves and everyone around them. They're not a lot of fun to be with. But going back to Jesus and John the Baptist, although we need both, we're drawn to John, we're drawn to Jesus because he is the one who shows that we are able to wear the burden lightly and to change the world. It's not an either or, it's a both and. Finally, Tippett says to find organizations and groups that will help you, help us change the way we see the world. Because once we start helping others, our hearts can open up. You only have to walk next door to the Jubilee on any given day and to sit down with the members and talk to them and actually be with them and engage with them to know that you can change a life just by listening to someone and really seeing them in front of you. So yes, we acknowledge the world is in turmoil. Yes, we acknowledge it's chaos. 
and systems are broken. But they'll remain broken unless we do the work we need to do to fix them. And it won't be done overnight, and it won't be done probably in our lifetimes. Lord knows it's been going on since the Old Testament itself. But if we allow that to keep us from making any kind of change, then we are allowing the negativity in the world to win. We certainly don't want that, do we? So now I invite you to take on that yoke, to be gentle and humble in heart. And then with Jesus, you will find rest for your soul. Amen.